Freaks. It's Friday, December 8th, 2023. Coming up on the program today, a married couple who had trouble conceiving children discover they've been having sex the wrong way. Plus, adding four inches to your legs will set you back almost 200 grand. And a drunk woman desperately trying to act sober and failing miserably. Christmas. My, how the time flies. Why, it was just a few short months ago when we decided to say our goodbyes. So, here it is Christmas. And I hope things are well with you. Oh, I've been to a few parties and a couple of school plays. Well, you know, it sort of gave me something to do. I'd go to parties and have a drink and always I'd want to leave. But folks don't throw too many parties on Christmas Eve. Cause it's mostly, I guess, for families, not for the drinking crowd. It's for children's laughter and excitement. I'm here in my apartment, listening to the trucks go by and thinking about our 27 happy Christmases together. Our love just somehow fell apart. I got things to occupy my mind. Like trying to wrap this stupid gift and wrestling with this flat martini. Hoping it'll somehow give me a lift. But here it is Christmas. And I'm not going to shed a single tear. So, Merry Christmas, baby. And a happy new year. It's the Distorted View Show with Tim Henson. back here with you one more time as we end the week with the Friday show have a great one for you although uh, I fear I have initiated another butterbell like catastrophe in the Henson douche family it's all because of that goddamn Black Friday guys the deals just aren't worth it you save a few bucks but at what cost my life has been completely turned upside down in the past few weeks it started at Macy's. I don't, for some reason, Lord Douche wanted to go to the mall on Black Friday. Thankfully, it was in the evening when uh, all the madness had died down. And if you recall, that's when I was in the throes of my illness. Remember, I had a cold or sore throat and I was uh, coughing and I sounded horrible. Lord Douche didn't care. He was like, you're coming to Macy's with me. If I only knew what was about to transpire. While in Macy's, we saw a a very inexpensive air fryer. Now, we missed out on the whole air fryer craze of the last five or ten years. We resisted getting one of these things. I don't know why. It seems like it's utterly convenient. And even though frying of any kind is not the healthiest. It's better than deep frying in a vat of grease, and it's probably better than the fast food we're always eating. So we saw this uh, air fryer on sale. This little baby air fryer would have been perfect for, you know, two people. It's not too big, not too small. 20 bucks, I think it was. 
We didn't even get out of Macy's before Lord Douche second-guessed this purchase, and we went with a different model. We were at Macy's for, like, two hours looking at air fryers. Now, I don't know if you've been to a Macy's recently, but they don't have a lot of air fryers. It was a lot of looking at the display models, the build quality, the controls. Are there knobs? Is it a touchscreen? How deep is the basket? How wide is the basket? How long is the basket? You know, it just went on and on. I was Googling all sorts of stuff, looking up reviews from America's test kitchen and shit. Anyway, we landed on a goddamn air fryer, and I knew at, at this point I had a good inkling that this was not the end of the air fryer saga. No, 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 no. This was merely the beginning. I'm no dummy. I had PTSD Vietnam-style flashbacks from the Butterbell, and I silently wept all the way home. I was like, I know what's coming. I know what's next. Sure enough, less than a day later, because, you know, Black Friday deals now don't end on Black Friday. It's all weekend long, then Cyber Monday deals. I think it was during the wee hours of Saturday morning when we found a uh, Best Buy deal on air fryers. I don't know if it was because I was tired, groggy, but I made a, a a rookie mistake in that I purchased the Best Buy air fryer online. I should have made Lord Douche buy it because inevitably it's going to be returned. I want him to be hassled by this, not me. It was around this time. Now, I think we're up to the third air fryer in a day. Lord Douche hits me with uh, the, I hope... Uh, I hope the air fryers don't make our kitchen smell. And guys, my heart, I mean, just dropped into my stomach. I knew that this <laughs> this is going to be even worse than the Butterbell thing. I had forgotten or didn't take into account that Lord Douche has a weird thing with smells. He can't handle smells. He refuses to come with me uh, to Ashtabula for my family Christmas because uh, as Italians or whatever, wherever part of Italy we're from, it, there's a tradition where you eat eat a lot of fish on uh, Christmas. It's like pasta and fish to celebrate the birth of Christ. And Lord Douche can't handle fish smells, even though like the fish we eat is the equivalent to like McDonald's filet fishes It's barely considered fish like breaded shrimp and stuff you know but okay lord douche has has issues with smells by the way fish is the most extreme example any cooking smells bother him as a matter of fact we had to buy a, a grill with a bunch of burners on it so anytime he needed to uh, cook something that would be like on the on the cooktop he would go outside and use the, the grill so the smells would not emanate in our kitchen he also wants to install doors on uh, the kitchen entrances so smells don't escape into the rest of the house. But that's a discussion for another day. Of course, air fryers are going to smell. They're not hermetically sealed devices. The the scent, the smoke, right? The heat has to go somewhere, has to dissipate. It, you know, it goes up in the air. So I don't know why, but now I'm all like on team air fryer. I'm the air fryer's biggest champion. I'm thinking just like money wise, you know, we're not going to have to be eating out at restaurants all the time uh, or you know, getting fast food. This will at least let us, you know, cook quickly, have something. I don't even care what we eat anymore. I just want to get it over with. 
So I'm trying to convince Lord Deuce it's not going to be that bad. Besides, we can put the vent on, you know, if you're really concerned about it. But now he's all, he's got it in his head that this is just going to stink up the entire house. That leads us to air fryers four, five, and six. I'm, I'm just, I'm resigned to the fact that, yes, I will be returning the air fryer at uh, Best Buy. Anyway, so we're at one of those, uh, I don't know, price club places like Costco. I can't remember if it was Costco or Sam's Club. He has a membership to both because through his job or something. Anyway, Lord Douche loves to walk down the, like, small appliance aisle at Costco and fuck. <laughs> Lo and behold, we walk past something called the uh, Smokeless Indoor Grill and Air Fryer. And it costs about four times the amount of the uh, Black Friday air fryer that I wanted. Just the simple unit. But uh, Lord Douche is hung up on the fact that this says smokeless. I'm like, how is that even possible? Where does the smoke go in this little device? I mean, it does look kind of cool. But, you know, the only reason we were even looking at air fryers to begin with was because they were cheap Black Friday things. And we've never used air fryers before. We don't even know if we're going to like it. And now we're buying, you know, this $150 smokeless indoor grill in air fryer, right? By the way, I, I look up. It's so funny because his heart is now set on the smokeless grill, right? And my heart is uh, just set at not having to return anything else. So when we both look up reviews of this smokeless indoor grill, we find very different things. I find reviews from angry people who are like, this thing is not smokeless. The whole house smelled like smoke. And Lord Douche finds a review that's like, this is the greatest appliance I've ever owned. So uh, that's where we're at right now. It's kind of a standstill. We don't want to open any of our air fryers because <laughs> because we know it's probably you know, going to change. We're going to find another model out there. We bought all this stuff for our air fryer. I did. I bought all this stuff. You know, I was excited. I'm like, oh, we can finally have tater tots. You know, by the way, we do have an oven in the house. Lord Douche doesn't like to use the oven because of the heat. Don't even get me started. So look, look, do you guys have any opinions on air fryers? If so, call into the voicemail line. Uh, you know, in other Lord Douche news, this is kind of cute. You know, Lord uh, Matthew Perry of Friends died. And we all know that, right? He drowned in his hot tub. We did a Sextastic Tuesday story about it. That's how we honored him here on the podcast. Now, uh, I, I have watched Friends a gazillion times. I know it's a shitty show, but it was, you know, it's one of those 90s staples. I grew up with it right alongside Seinfeld. So, you know, I always have it playing in the background. If I'm editing something or watching, you know, I just have it on. And Lord Douche is always like, that show is awful. So stupid. The only good one on there is Phoebe. He loves Phoebe. It's to the point where, like, anything Phoebe says, he la he makes a point to laugh and be like, ha ha, she's the only funny one. I'm like, I get it. You love Phoebe. She's not even saying anything funny. Calm the fuck down. Anyway, he would never watch the show with me, obviously. He would watch his fucking Deep Space Nine or whatever. Big Star Trek dork. This has gone on for years and years. Well, uh, Matthew Perry passed away. And all of a sudden now, like, when I walk into the bedroom... Or, you know, I'll go downstairs and he'll be watching TV. It, he's got friends on. It's all because like Nickelodeon or Nick at Night or whatever plays about 12 hours of friends every day. And that's what he's been watching. And I'm like, you don't you hate the show. And he's like, I know, but I just I feel so bad for Matthew Perry. And it's such a weird like I get it. I, you know, I feel bad. You know, it's sad that he died. But like he, he he's taking it really hard for someone who doesn't like the show. 
And and every time I walk in, he's like, okay, so is Matthew Perry on um, pills or alcohol? Or is he not on anything this season? He wants me to, like, examine the way Matthew Perry looks. I, I, like, I don't know that much about the show. Like, I don't know what he was addicted to each season. I know he, like... Lost a bunch of weight, then would gain weight, lose weight, and it was all based on what he was addicted to at the time. The other weird thing is, uh, you know, I have every episode digitally, right? You can watch any show, any episode at any time. And Friends is streaming online, too. And, we, you know, we, we pay for the fucking service. There are multiple ways to watch Friends commercial-free, but he will only watch it on Nick at Night. Okay, whatever. He's weird. If there's one thing you you should have learned about Lord Douche after all of these years, it's he's he's weird. That's the takeaway. So for the past uh, I don't know month or two, he's been watching episode after episode every night. He's watching that whole Friends block. Well, that all ended last night. It was so bizarre. So I'm I'm sitting there, you know, watching the episode with him, and I point out, oh yeah, they cut part of that scene, and they oh they cut part of that scene too. Now. This is something I've known for a long time. I don't know if you guys know this, but like, especially with shows from the 80s and 90s that are being replayed on cable, like, you know, Nickelodeon and stuff, they try, they cram in so many fucking commercials. There's not enough time for the actual show. So they have to start, they do a couple things, which is really weird. The first weird thing they do sometimes is they slightly, very, very slightly speed up the audio. This is something I think a lot of people don't notice, but if you watch uh, the original show enough and then you watch the cable version, you'll be like, what? Why does Chandler sound like a chipmunk? Like their their voices, their pitch is just off. And it's this way to, over a course of 30 minutes, shave off 30 seconds or a minute because they're, they're speeding stuff up so they can cram in more commercials. The other thing they do is they they trim scenes. Right. Like they'll take out a joke or like the first 20 seconds of a scene. And the episode yesterday, they trimmed out like the last 20 seconds of one scene and the first 15 seconds of the next. And I mentioned that to Lord Douche and he's like, what? Why would they do that? He was personally offended that he was not getting the full episode. I'm like, you didn't know that this is what they do. Honestly, they probably do this to all of the shows you watch on TV. Like your Deep Space Nine or you know, Next Generation. He was floored. He threw the remote at me and he's like, turn this shit off. I don't ever want to watch Friends again on TV. Honestly, I think he's giving up television altogether. This has really shaken him. I fear the only thing he's going to watch now is the Hallmark Channel. Like those original movies. Those were made for the network. I don't think Hallmark would cut their own shit, right? So that's what I'm going to be watching. Well, there you go. That's your um, monthly Lord Douche update for those of you who care. Always an adventure living with that man. Uh, let's move on now. I've got some police body cam footage of a drunk woman getting arrested. And I think I have figured out one of my favorite types of arrest videos. Sure, it's always funny when the drunk person can barely speak and is immediately belligerent, falling over, just a total mess, right? But I think my favorite type of drunk person is the one who knows they are drunk and they're doing everything in their power to come off as sober and failing miserably, especially when police are involved. They're like, they understand the gravity of the situation, but at a certain point, obviously you can't hide your drunkness, but you're so drunk you don't know you can't hide your drunkness. Does that make sense? 
Also, it's funny to see how people overcompensate, like what their idea of how a sober person should act is. They always miss the mark. Hello. Oh, I should set up uh, the scene here. (laughs) There is a car flipped over on the road. It's a residential street. There are no other cars in the vicinity. Honestly, I don't even know how she flipped the fucking car over. There's not a turn. There's no curve or anything. It's a straight road, and there's a car on its side. The driver of the vehicle is outside of the car, and she's, like, sticking her head in the hole where the um, moonroof is at. Looking for some stuff, I guess. And here uh, the cop approaches the woman. Hello. Looks like you might have crashed your car, huh? Oh my gosh. Hi. <laughs> yeah, I'm Rachel. Nice to Rachel? meet you. Rachel? Eli, nice to meet you. What's going nice on? How'd this you. happen? I don't know. You're not sure? Yeah. That's her first mistake. You don't know how the car flipped over, okay? Yeah. It's your car? This is my vehicle, yes. Yeah. Obviously. Well, how did it end up on its side? That was the first instance of obviously being uttered. You'll hear that a lot. Do you know? Did it just... I mean, obviously it just... Right. Obviously it just flipped over by itself, obviously. I see a kid's seat. There wasn't a kid in here when this happened. No, okay. no, no children in here. Obviously, obviously. this just happened by itself. Right. So Were you driving it? I obviously was driving it. Okay. So, I mean... Do you, obvi- Go ahead. Do just you need always ask redundant questions, or do you just ask questions? I just ask questions. I'm just trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah, so it's I mean, Rachel, right? It is Rachel. It's nice. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously, my name is Rachel. I look like a Rachel. I'm acting like a Rachel. Uh, it's I mean, Rachel, right? It is Rachel. It's nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was just driving down the road. Obviously. That's what if I was the police officer, that's what I would say. Well, obviously you were driving down the road, right? This is your car. It's on the road. Obviously you were driving. I can beat you on the overuse of the word obvious, you stupid cunt. And then on the vehicle. So were you going were you driving this way? Yeah, obviously. In her mind, this is how uh, a completely sober person behaves. You just act like everything the police officer saying is stupid. How can you even be asking me this? Do you have a mental disability or something? So were you going, were you driving this way? Yeah, obviously. Oh, 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 that's obvious. Okay. It's obvious because the car is pointed in the direction you were driving. Okay. Well, if we're going by the position of the vehicle, were you driving the thing upside down the whole time? Because that, that would be the obvious conclusion here. That's the position the car is in right now. You're driving it on its side. That's the way the vehicle's facing. So Why do you keep saying obviously. Well, I mean, I think um, everything with to... this scene is pretty obvious. So okay, I don't. Think... Okay, well, if we're just going by what appears to be obvious, I'm just going to go ahead and arrest you because you uh, are obviously skunk drunk. You had anything to drink tonight, Rachel? Um, no, I haven't. You just be honest with me. No, I it's haven't. not gonna like. It's not gonna incriminate no, 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 you any further. No, 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 no. I would tell you if I had something to drink. <laughs> By the way, I am mistaken. There is another car on the road. Apparently, she hit the vehicle that was coming the other way. the The other car is like on the side of the road, like parked up on the sidewalk. I don't know if the vehicle was parked at the time or what. It's around this time 
Rachel here starts to get a little defensive. So here's the deal, Rachel. So here's the deal. I, just, I won't answer any more of your questions. Mm-hmm. You're not um, answer any more of my questions? No. Okay. Um, well, you don't have if, to answer anything. I'm if just, you'd like hey. to know. Nope. Nope. Actually, Rachel. I'll let you know what's going on from now. Because you... like, lady, your car is flipped upside down. It's like... You're not gonna get out of this. Superseded, right? Your rights of asking me questions. With every passing word through your lips, you're sounding more and more sober. Bang up job. So yeah, now there's a lady cop on the scene. She doesn't want to talk to her either. I can already tell that Rachel is not gonna be a fan of the lady cop. Have you been drinking tonight, Rachel? I haven't been drinking tonight. I thought you were going to be answering any more questions. Now all of a sudden you forgot. That's out the window. I can smell the alcohol from you. <laughs> well, I guess you can smell the alcohol from me, but I haven't been drinking. Uh, obviously, <laughs> obviously, I'm not going to be doing any alcohol tests. I'm not going to be blowing into anything, obviously. So um, the police just decide to arrest her, obviously. Okay, you're going to be under arrest for OWI. Okay. I was hoping for a freak out. She's playing it cool here. <laughs> I have a feeling this isn't her first rodeo. You know what I mean? In the police car, she wants it to be known that she's the intelligent one here. The police officer's fucked up big time. I kind of want to, like, walk into those things. But you didn't read me my Miranda rights, and you also didn't tell me what I was under arrest for. Do you remember that? And the best part was that was all on dash cam footage. I mean, it's okay. We all learn. Coming from the woman who just flipped her Kia SUV. (laughs) I'm not going to hold this against you. We all learn. We all make mistakes. But you do know when you arrest somebody, you have to read them their Miranda rights, right? You know that? And you know any arrest that you make without reading Miranda rights? Do you understand what happened here tonight? I'll you can, your paperwork so we can get you. Okay, okay. but you can't <laughs> arrest someone without reading them their Miranda rights. Do you, you understand? You can, actually. Yep, you, you can. Well, I mean... Well, that just threw a wrench in her whole argument, huh? Well, uh, I guess we'll just agree to disagree. This kind of attitude just continues until the end of the video. And you also never told me what I was under the arrest for. I don't think that that's true. I'm pretty sure as she was applying the handcuffs on you, she said what was happening. Let's just uh, roll back the video here. Um, Here is the replay. Okay, you're going to be under arrest for OWI. Okay. OWI and uh, Rachel here confirmed that. Oh, okay. Yeah, makes sense. I did flip the fucking car after all. It's like obvious I'm wasted. All right, uh, that's enough. I just, I like that video because it, it had a different feel to it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I appreciate that. Uh, a couple other real short clips and then we will get into the news. Recently, we uh, discovered a 56-year-old virgin on TikTok. Slapplebags over there in the Discord has provided a few more recent clips where he's just like very depressing. All of his content is sad in some way, shape or form, right? It begins with the fact he's a 56-year-old virgin 
And it just it gets worse from there. It's the 56-year-old virgin. And today I learned that it's National or it's National Personal Space Day where we have to respect each other's boundaries. Uh, sadly, I I have done too much of that because I I've been afraid to uh, touch. Oh, because you're a virgin. I I view I think that it's because of the domestic violence I witnessed. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, when I was a child. Is this really appropriate TikTok content? Those videos are supposed to be short and light and funny. It's the 56-year-old virgin. Today I learned it is National Roof Over Your Head Day. And to be grateful that you have a place to live. Well, I am grateful, but I also know that uh, since I was canned for my job, (laughs) that roof could disappear. (laughs) I don't know if we've played that one before or not. Oh, here's a Christmas-themed one. He's standing in front of a, a big... Uh, lit up Christmas tree. Merry Christmas from the Courting Museum of Glass. The 56-year-old virgin. This is the place where my parents met. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> and started their... Uh, Domestic violence. Well, less than stellar marriage. Oh, yeah. Uh, if you asked my father, he would say it was probably the worst idea of his life to be married to my mother. <laughs> and uh, if you said, well, no, you got you as a son, that would add to his pain. But the Courtney Museum of Glass looks really festive. Yeah, despite my shitty life, the tree looks beautiful. Also from the Discord, DV listener Miles submitted a short clip from a student talent show. The school in question happens to be one for the disabled and or handicapped, so... Oh, little Katy Perry. But that's the singing, by the way. It's like the little Asian kid in a wheelchair. Then what's really funny is there's like some, there's two kids in the background who are dancing. howling there. Thank you very much Miles for that. Speaking of bad music, listeners recently have let me know that they absolutely love John Liska who sings a variety of music, uh, mostly covers. Just two hours ago, he posted this video on his channel. I wanna be a very best. Yeah, it's the original Pokemon theme song. You're more was. To cast my real test, I train in my cars. I travel across the land, searching for why. Starting to fall a little behind there. The Pokemon to understand how it's so high. <laughs> it's you and me. I know my destiny. Oh. You're my best friend. Well, best friends. Let me just fast forward here because he does the whole song. You know, there, there's an extended three and a half minute version of the Pokemon theme. Gonna catch them all. Fast forward a little more best here. Friend. Here we go. 
a heart is so true, or courage pull us through. You t- God, how can you not sing that song with excitement and passion, right? Me. I mean, I understand he's slow, but he's like, Pokemon. I teach you. Come on, Pokemon. man. This is some high energy shit you're supposed to be singing. Oh, God. I'll just do it myself. I want to be the very best. Like no one ever was. To catch a maze, my real chaos. To train them in my cars. I will travel across the land, searching far and wide. Teach Pokemon to understand the power that's in Pokemon, gotta catch them It's all. you and me. I know it's my destiny. Pokemon, oh, you're my best friend in a world we must defend. Pokemon, gotta catch them all. so true. Our courage will pull us through. You teach me and I'll teach you. Pokemon! Right? I mean, come on. Come on. It's not that hard. You can't help but give 150%. Get your head in the game, John Liska. Good Christ. All right. And with that, let's get into the crazy bizarre twist. Do fucked up news. Right up. If you are not yet Sideshow members, now is the time to sign up. Why? Well, because starting in 2024, instead of doing two Sideshow exclusive episodes every week, I'll be doing three. Memberships are very inexpensive, only $6.99 a month, even less when you opt for a quarterly, semi-annual, yearly, or lifetime membership. Check out superfreaksideshow.com. You can sign up that way. All major credit cards and PayPal accepted. You'll get a personalized RSS feed that you can plug into your podcasting app. It works with most of them. For an even easier way to gain access, though, if you happen to use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you can sign up right in those apps. It takes just a few seconds, just a few taps. You'll immediately see the Sideshow exclusive episodes appear right alongside the free episodes. Uh, For more information on all the ways to sign up, check out uh, distortedview.com and, of course, superfreaksideshow.com. Also, don't forget, uh, we launched a new Distorted View store, chock full of T-shirts, hoodies, mugs, shot glasses, stickers bottle openers, all sorts of Distorted View related things. That's over there at distortedview.com as well. Order now so you get your stuff before Christmas. And finally, one last way to help support the show. Of course, we've got that Patreon account. Patreon.com slash Distorted View. You can pledge as little as a dollar over there. Every little bit helps. If you pledge at least $5, you get access to a special voicemail line where I will play your calls first. And of course, uh, we have some higher tiers. If you pledge at least $20, occasionally I send out uh, some DB merchandise or goodies. This month, I'm sending out uh, T-shirts. More specifically, uh, patrons will be able to pick out which T-shirt from the Distorted View store they would like. And I'll send it off to them free just, uh, you know, for being a higher tier patron, which is pretty cool. Uh, if you are a patron, uh, check out patreon.com slash distorted view and your messages over there. I'll be contacting you guys this weekend about that. However, you guys uh, support distorted view. Thank you so much. Could not do it without you. All right. Three very quick stories now. First up, a married couple eager to start a family, but sadly unable to conceive were left stunned. When they discovered uh, they'd just been having sex incorrectly for four years. Was he, like, sticking his dick in her ear or something? 
Not only are they childless, but now his poor wife is deaf. After I ruptured her left eardrum seven times, we thought, oh, maybe it's the right ear that serves as a womb for the baby. Started pounding her in her right ear. She went deaf there, too. All right. uh, Yes, the realization clarified why, despite their consistent attempts at intercourse, the wife remained a virgin and their efforts to conceive were unsuccessful. Dear God, I hope there's some details here. I want to know what the hell these people were doing. I mean, it had to have been a case of wrong hole, right? There's only like three or four other possible orifices, right? The pair, age 26 and 24, they didn't know. that. I mean, these this couple had to have been from a like a distant, weird foreign land, right? You're going to have huts. It's a, it's a village. All right. The pair, age 26 and 24, and choosing to remain anonymous, good idea, sought professional assistance when their endeavors to get pregnant proved futile. The situation took an uh, unexpected turn during a consultation with obstetrician Lu Hong Mei. I knew it! China. All right. Uh, so, yes, obstetrician Lu Hong Mi shared insights into the case. Quote, the couple, both in their mid-20s, were in good health but struggled to conceive despite being married for four years. The pressure from their families intensified their stress, explained Dr. Liu. Uh, during the consultation, it was revealed that the couple maintained regular sexual activity. The wife admitted that sex was consistently painful for her. My dude was fucking her up the ass. He knew what he was up to. He probably doesn't even want a kid. No, honey, this is how you're supposed to do it. I promise I've read books. Dr. Liu suspected a possible gynecological issue based on the symptoms. Please cue, I feel it in my cunt dot wave. What? I don't have that readily available? Damn. Well, you can just play it in your head. You know the sound I'm talking about. The doctor was shocked when an examination revealed the wife was still a virgin. According to reports from China's Guayang Evening Post, Dr. Liu's experience prompted her to investigate further. Probe, even. It was then discovered that the couple had mistakenly engaged in anal sex for four years. (laughs) I'm in my 40s. That unknowingly hindered their chances of conception. Yeah, unless things leaked the right way. Dr. Liu provided the couple, who hailed from Biji City in China's southwestern Guizhou province, with sex education handbooks and guidelines before sending them home. The advice seemed effective as news of the wife's pregnancy surfaced a few months later. In a unique expression of gratitude, the couple, now expecting, sent 100 eggs Oh, I get it. (laughs) Eggs. And a live hen as gifts to Dr. Liu's former hospital. Reflecting on the case, Dr. Liu said, Four years of marriage, and neither the husband nor the wife knew how to get pregnant. Couples lacking such basic knowledge are exceptionally rare. She also emphasized that while such cases are unusual, misconceptions about sexual knowledge are not uncommon. Second story we have for you today, a Colombian Instagram star named Jefferson Cozio, age 29, recently invested $175,000 in what? A car? A house? Something equally as practical? No! He invested it in his legs. My boy wanted some beautiful gams. Specifically, he wanted longer legs. Yes, 
In what he termed as the most painful surgery ever, he transformed his 5-foot, 8-inch frame into a towering 6 feet. Do the math there, my friends. That's almost $200,000 to add 4 inches. And not on your dick. That I could almost understand. In a video shared on Instagram, Cozio disclosed that he underwent lower limb lengthening surgery to stretch his legs an additional six inches. Wait, five foot eight to six feet? That's not six inches. I mean, maybe he clocks in at over six feet and the newspaper is just sort of estimating or rounding. Speaking in Spanish, he expressed, I'm not a dwarf. This dude has a real chip on his shoulders. Or more appropriately, he's got a chip on his knees. Anyway, he says, I'm not a dwarf, nor am I the tallest. Yes, my legs are pretty, but I hate them. <laughs> I love that he he acknowledges he has pretty legs. I'm self-conscious like almost all human beings with some parts of my body, and I have a couple hundred million pesos to use here to change it. The excruciating procedure involves breaking the patient's bones, inserting a metal rod, and using an external device to gradually lengthen the gap multiple times a day. According to the Hospital for Special Surgery, new tissue is produced in the gap between the ends of the bone until the desired length is achieved. Cozio endured this painful process for 152 days, or six months, resulting in his new six-foot frame. Post-surgery, patients undergo several months of physical therapy. So not only is the surgery long, repetitive, and painful, but then afterwards, you can't even walk. You have to relearn how to to walk. Uh, Patients undergo several months of physical therapy treatments to adapt to walking with their extended legs. Cozio clarified to his followers that his decision for the surgery was purely for aesthetic reasons. He hinted at a mysterious leg issue two years prior, alluding to conspiracies, including a claim that a drug dealer had severely broken his legs after discovering Cozio's involvement with his girlfriend. That apparently was all bullshit, right? Uh, He chose not to disclose the actual reason for pursuing the expensive and painful surgery. In the Instagram video, Cozio's surgeon assured him that he would be able to return to his normal life after healing including activities like walking, exercising, and jumping. Despite the hefty investment, Cozio expressed contentment with his new height and stated that he had no plans for a second surgery to grow even taller. Cozio joins the ranks of individuals who have spent significant amounts to gain extra inches. According to the New York Post, Brian Sanchez, a 33-year-old mortgage broker from Georgia, invested over a hundred grand in a Turkish leg-lengthening surgery. That sounds sketchy as hell. To add seven inches to his six-foot frame. Moses Gibson, a 41-year-old from Minnesota, standing at five foot five, ah, a little shit, paid $75,000 back in 2016 to gain three inches. And in March, he spent an additional $98,000 to add just two more inches to his height. Ladies, uh, just so you know, I'm standing tall at 6'2". No leg lengthening needed. Call me. I will please your pussy in ways that I can't even imagine or stomach. All right, final story we have for you today. Well, uh, Panera is just out here killing people left and right. Panera is one of those restaurants that I never think to eat at. I've written them off because, you know, even 5, 10, fucking 15 years ago, you'd go to Panera and their sandwiches and soup that were so small. To me, it wasn't a good value. 
Or, you know, maybe it's just for thin, active people. Maybe it's enough food for them. I used to get, like, their uh, their lunch special, which was, like, half a sandwich and a bowl of soup. And I would always leave feeling very unsatisfied. Like, it tasted good. I just wanted more of it. Well, recently, Lord Douche and I decided to give Panera another try. They, it's even worse now. It's even smaller. There's no fucking meat in their Frontega chicken sandwiches. There's barely anything there. It's just it's hot garbage, that Panera. And it's super expensive. The only thing Panera has going for it is this um, promotion or like subscription service, I guess, where you pay, I don't know, 10, 20 bucks a month. And it's like all you can drink coffee and uh, soda and lemonade and shit. That's probably a value. But then again, you know, that shit's killing people. What exactly am I talking about? Let me school you. Panera Bread faces another lawsuit as a second death is linked to its highly caffeinated charged lemonade, according to a legal complaint. Uh, Dennis Brown, a 46-year-old from Fleming Island, Florida. Florida. Our most fucked up state. Yeah, poor Dennis consumed three charged lemonades. Well, there's your problem. Just have the regular lemonades, not the charged lemonades. You know, your heart's going to explode. Well, his heart did explode. Uh, He consumed three charged lemonades on October 9th and then experienced, surprise, surprise, a fatal cardiac arrest on his way home. He was so caffeinated, he was flying home. He launched like a rocket. Uh, Brown, who had an unspecified chromosomal deficiency disorder. Okay, well, that that also may have played a part in it uh, and lived independently frequented Panera after work due to high blood pressure. He also, okay, this lawsuit has no merit. I'm sorry. This dude has all sorts of medical issues, especially when it comes to like high blood pressure. Don't be drinking all this caffeine, right? Uh, Due to high blood pressure, he avoided energy drinks, I guess, except when it came to Panera. This comes less than two months after Panera was sued over the death of Sarah Katz, an Ivy League student who also died after consuming a charged lemonade. The lawsuit emphasizes the drink's high caffeine content with a large charged lemonade containing more caffeine than any size of Panera's uh, dark roast coffee, as well as the combined caffeine contents of standard cans of Red Bull and Monster Energy drinks. Panera has been criticized for not adequately warning consumers about the beverage ingredients. The FDA suggests that uh, a healthy adult can safely consume 400 milligrams of caffeine per day, Uh, Meanwhile, a large charge lemonade has 390 milligrams. So it's it's hitting the ceiling of what an average healthy adult should be able to consume. So this guy had like 1200 milligrams uh, of caffeine. That's that is a lot. Uh, The legal complaint raises questions about whether Brown was aware of the drink's caffeine content. Brown's cause of death, according to a death certificate provided by the family's representative, was cardiac arrest due to hypertensive disease. Panera expressed sympathy for Brown's family, but stood by the safety of its products, stating that it believes his passing was not caused by their items. Following the first lawsuit, Panera implemented more detailed disclosures in its restaurants and on on its website, advising moderation in consuming charged lemonade and stating it's not recommended for certain groups like those with extra chromosomes. Brown's family filed a lawsuit to raise awareness about the drink's dangers, emphasizing the need for protection in vulnerable populations. 
Uh, Panera contends that the lawsuit filed by the same law firm as the previous claim is without merit. So uh, there you go. That, my friends, is your distorted news for Friday. Let's do a couple voicemails and get the hell out of here. All right, guys, we did it. We made it through another week. I can't believe it. Love to hear from you. There are many ways to contact the show. Show at distortedview.com. I'm all over social media at distortedview on Twitter and Instagram. Facebook.com slash distortedviewshow. Uh, we do have some patrons calling in. They pledged $5, at least $5 over there at uh, patreon.com slash distortedview. You can too. It's very easy and it does help the program out. Uh, let's check in with a few patrons. And see what they're up to. Hey, Timmy Boo. Uh, I'm break off that's Mexican here. Uh, just random thought that popped into my head today. Uh, since I get to, you know, call you whatever I want. Um, so your your sound clips that you use throughout the show and the intro and then like the uh, the Florida jingles. Yeah. Like, is, is there somewhere that you like, or you should? Make like a list of who do, who you know where they're from or who did them. Oh God! Because uh, I know some I'm not going to do that. Things you take from other places, and, so, and I know some of these things have been made just for the show. Right. Um, you know, particularly like the the Florida jingle. Oh yeah, Co- I can tell you who made those, Corey. Like who who made each of each. There's of them. a list. Of, well, I mean, he he used to be a, more of a collaborator, really. Corey from Butt Fudge Sunday. Uh, he did a podcast uh, for us here on the Scrod Media Network before it was the Scrod Media Group or whatever. Um, but anyway, yeah, Corey did did so much for the show. Uh, he would do song parodies and create little jingles and stuff for me. Um, so a lot of those Florida things are from him, and then other listeners submitted stuff and, as well. Uh, um, you know, just like the, the the sound clips that you use in your intros. Yeah, um, I know over time I've learned what some of them are, but there's still some. Where it's gonna, you know, take years for me to figure out where you know where I'm gonna show you references. So- yeah, we did a, we did a a podcast, a special podcast, many years ago, where um, we went over all these references. Like I did a, a show, like, all right, who is Linda Finkel, and like these sound clips that I play, where are the origins, you know, from. So we maybe we should do another one of those, update that because it's uh, very old, and then also. I do remember over there on Patreon, one of the perks at some point was a um, we had a, a sound clip pack where you could download some of my uh, some of the, the sound clips we play on the show. I'll try to track that down again. Uh, if you, I don't know how much you have to pledge to get access to that. Hey, Blue, what's going on? This is a sideshow member, Patreon freak, Lube Jobs, calling Lube up here again. Job. Hey, so uh, my wife asked me a question earlier that I did not have a good answer to oh, uh well i'm a very smart person let me help you out here possible that you might have played something like this on the program in the past but i was not recalling anything uh so maybe you have some recommendations or it's a challenge to go and find this so i'm going to turn it over to her so um i need porn <laughs> okay that's going to be a sound clip <laughs> congratulations you are going to be a distorted view soundbite uh, so, uh, I need porn. Uh, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, I want to hear that again. Um, I, so, um, <laughs> I need porn of someone who is into, uh, mucus. We're talking specifically uh, bronchitis. We want oh, neon. We've done ton of, we've done tons of these clips over the years. Green, we want sewer green. We want someone who wants to jerk off with someone else's mm, mucus. Mm. Someone who wants to jerk off while someone drips mucus from their face. 
someone who puts someone up. You know, the, the hard part is finding um, uh, porn clips that are um, uh, of verbal people, right? Like, I can find porn clips where the people are just blowing their nose on dicks and stuff. But I, I need people to talk about it, right? Because that's what makes it interesting for the show. This mucus or their own mucus in. Uh, that's always the challenge. Uh, a butthole or a urethra. <laughs> I just okay. need some really green, gooey, can barely breathe, hacking, wheezing, coughing, mucus in an orifice. Okay. Um, How about this? Let's Let's turn this into a challenge, a game. Freaks, go out, search for the best, like, bronchitis, mucus, snot porn. It's got to have good audio. And the winner will receive, like, I don't know, something from the DV store, like a T-shirt or something. So if you've got it, uh, I want it. All right. There you go, TV well, There you go. Uh, gauntlet has been thrown. Hopefully you accept the challenge. Uh, well, I accept. I'm going to look for it myself here, but I also want the freaks uh, to participate in this. I hope you guys are all looking forward to uh, yeah, Snot Week <laughs> next week on TV. Be a lot of mucus porn. Come look here, baby. Um, just a quick note to my fellow Discord freaks and freakettes. Um, my fucking Discord account has been reported and shit canned again. I think it's just a suspension, but we'll see. What? No one from, from our Discord did that to you, right? So I'm down for a week. And you can't, you can't ban Scumhook. I'm just getting fucking tired. I mean, this is like the bloody, I don't know, fifth or sixth account, and oh. making alts is such a fucking pain in the ass. <laughs> so, fuck it. Anyway, Discord's great. Hmm. They fucking can't report you for whatever fucking glorifying child sexualization, which I absolutely have done many times in the past. <laughs> Eventually, we have not done with this account because of shit like this. But anyway, you've learned your lesson finally. Fucking pack of cunts. I don't think it was anyone on. DV. By the way, please don't do that shit in the DV Discord. If <laughs> I mean, look, you guys have been pretty good about following the rules, not my rules, right? I mean, just just like Discord, the the, the whole Discord server rules. Just you know, be. Be aware of what you're allowed and not allowed to do. Maybe it was. Who knows? We don't. We don't need to all be banned over there. Anyhow, um, fuck. There's something else. Uh, fuck it. Anyway, um, yep. See you guys. Well, Scumhook, I hope that your suspension is short, and uh, you'll be back real soon. So, if you're wondering why Scumhook is not in the Discord, that's why. All right, that is all the time we have on this edition of the program. I want you guys to email me show at distortedview.com. Distortedview.com is our official website. Voicemail line for you, 206-666-4463. That's 206-666. Oh, God, is it? Oh, God. I will please your pussy in ways that I can't even imagine or stomach. Spread the distortion, STD. Tell all your friends about the show. Don't forget to give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or like wherever you can rate and review podcasts. Guys, thank you so much for a great week of programs. I'll be back on Monday to do it all over again. Until then, You motherfucker! This has been another excellent podcast from the Scrod Media Group. Learn more at scrod.net.